0: Thank you for joining us. It's our mission to restore hope and make a positive difference in your life today. Remember to hit subscribe so you can be the first to know when we release new content. Let's go now to today's message. Father, do what you want to do. Do what you want to do. Yahweh, we need you. We can't make it if you're not here. We can't do it if you're not with us. Lord, we have nothing to prove. And we have nothing to lose. Lord, break down every wall in this room today. May we be your people that whenever you look at us, May you be proud whenever you look upon us, Lord. I know, Lord, that, that we get filthy sometimes. I know, Lord, that we get dirty sometimes. But Lord, whenever your eyes are upon us, may you be proud of everything that your children are. May you be proud when you look at us, God because it was you that formed us and created us in our mother's womb. It is you that knows every hair that is upon our head, Lord, and all that we desire in this day is to be pleasing to you, God. I don't want to be pleasing to this world and lose my soul. I want to be pleasing to you and win this world, Lord. So Holy Spirit, be evident in this room as you already are. We choose to go where you are leading us now. We're not here, Father, for our own agenda and our own purpose, God. Lord God, we let go of that religious mindset, Lord. Lord, but we're here to encounter you today, Jesus. Now, God, anoint your word today, Father. Let it come forth in a timely manner. I give you my lips, Lord. Say whatever it is that you want to say. And let your anointing that I feel right now in the sacred desk, behind the sacred desk, Lord, let your anointing be tangible in this place today, Lord. And Lord, I don't care, Lord, if everybody leaves, but if there's one in this room, let them come back to you today, Jesus oh because you celebrate more over the one than you do for the 99 Lord God let somebody come to the knowledge and un- and the understanding that you are still good and that you are still God we love you with our whole heart Jesus and if you're thankful for him in this room I would just want you to praise him for the next 15 seconds as you feel led to while you're standing go ahead and grab your Bibles we're gonna jump into it it is my honor and it's my privilege to be here with you today I promise you I asked and texted Pastor Aaron 75 times to go ahead and preach today and he may honestly he may you guys know us so if you need a dismissal then this is your dismissal I'm not even looking at you so I'm not even holding you accountable But it is, I'm honored to be here with my church. I honor, come on, can you let your pastors, Pastor Aaron and Amanda, know how much you love them this morning? Come on, you can do better than that. I honor my spiritual mother my spiritual father. Y'all just have to excuse me. no greater picture than the kingdom adopting because it is the kingdom Pastor Aaron and Amanda took young snots in the ministry PK's I'll spare you the the lame joke from being drugged from church to church But in 2016, Pastor Courtney and I, we came thinking that we was gonna do something. And at 1041 Center Point Road, the Lord sat us down. at in, in one of the back rows, and for six solid months, I didn't stop crying. And for six months, the Lord stripped Pastor Courtney and I of every religious thing that we had ever been taught and grew up in and every tradition. Don't get me wrong, I'm thankful for the things that I was taught, but sometimes the things that you were taught growing up will get you in trouble whenever you get older. And I love my mama and I love my daddy, but at the end of the day, whenever I stand before Jesus one day, it's not going to be because mama said her. It's not going to be Bobby Boucher style, for those of you who know what I'm talking about. The medulla oblongata. (laughs) But six years ago, they took us in. And there is not a place There's not pastors that I would desire to serve anymore. So whenever I'm up here, you're going to have to excuse me because everything that you see is a product of everything that they are. And the residue that's on my life is because of the residue of the Holy Spirit that's on them. So don't tell me it doesn't matter who I'm connected to. Don't tell me that my circle doesn't matter. Don't tell me for one second that I can't be influenced by everybody else around you. Yeah, you may be able to last for a season, but, but the, all, all the enemy needs is 30 seconds for a door to be open. And he can take you from pastoring to a pit real quick. And he can take you from greeting at a door to be grudging really quick so i'm honored to be here with my church family today i'm honored to be here with all of our elders all of you thank you for being here today let's go to romans 8. we'll segue to this romans 8 chapter 15 i'm going to read from the nlt Romans 8, chapter 15, and then if you want to go ahead and get the other one, you can flip over a few pages, Romans 12 and 2, Romans 8 and 15, and then we're going to flip over Romans 12 and 2, and whenever you have it, give me a big amen. amen. Romans 8 says this, so you have not received the spirit that makes you fearful slaves, Instead you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children Now we call him Abba father Romans 12 and 2 Do not be conformed to this world but be transformed This is the ESV that I'm reading out of because I love the way that it says and I'm gonna tie it in in just a second Do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind Watch this, that by the testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, and acceptable, and perfect. Father, bless this word. Anoint it. Help me to do it in a timely manner. I love you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated this morning. I want to begin this morning uh, just encouraging you um, in mid Um, with a word that the Lord gave me um, concerning the church. Um, Pastor Amanda, uh, you guys know, uh, uh, in in December, Pastor Amanda uh, underwent surgery, and so she had asked me to um, deliver a word to her remnant group um, as to what I I felt like the Lord was speaking in in, in 2023. And so as I began to prepare for that, um, the Lord began to drop this specific word into my spirit, and the fulfillment of it came whenever, um, it was a week before Pastor, just, Pastor began preaching and ministering on his series. Um, how many have enjoyed the series of expansion? It's been so good, right? It's been so good. <clears throat> and so the fulfillment of this word came uh, on January the 8th. And, and as I was, you know, trying to mull over, okay, Lord, what, what would you have me to say? And so um, I, I want to encourage you because here's what the Lord said. And he said this. He said, we're called to be sons and daughters of his and not fans of his i want to admonish you which means to advise or urge you this morning that if you are a part of the church of the living god if i can use a secular term it's time to dtr anybody know what that means in the secular world dtr means it's time to define the relationship you know all my ladies in here you know you got a guy that you're liking Fellas, on the opposite, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk from the fella side because I can't talk from the girl side, obviously. <laughs> this ain't that church. You're welcome. That's a subtle way to put it. I was always the nice guy. I would always buy all the things, and, and for whatever reason, I was a ding-dong, and I would try to chase after girls that I thought I could convert and it would never happen. And and you know, I would try, you know, you know the old saying, you try to bring a bad girl home to mom, it just it would never work and so Courtney's like what are you talking about I'm 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 bad Uh, come back in Holy Spirit but as the good guy a lot of the times what I would face is is I would do all of these things but whenever it came time to define the relationship somehow these girls feet got a little bit heavy And so what I want to encourage us today and admonish us today that in the year of 2023 and in the times and the days that we are living in, it's time for you and I and the whole body of the church to define the relationship with the Lord. It's time for us to get down to what people say in the secular world to business. We've had all the games. It's not time for any more tricks. No more peekaboo or little bunny foo-foo running through the forest. Early on, and I want to I testify here, early on in my walk with the Lord, before I rededicated my life to God, I was struggling in college because I was, I was stuck in between fulfilling what I wanted to do in the world and trying to uphold my integrity of being a pastor's son. And so what I was doing is I was trying to, you know, turn it up in the world and, and, and be a good church boy on Sunday. And if I can tell you anything, there is nothing more frustrating in life than for you to try to be be, be a Jesus lover on Sunday and be a Hellion you know on Monday. You will be so frustrated. Young people, listen to me. You will be so frustrated. Because your flesh wants everything that you see on TikTok, your flesh wants everything that you see on Facebook, your flesh wants everything that you see on Instagram. And while you in your flesh, and now let me back off from them a little bit. While we are in our flesh, we struggle so much because we're here, here's what we're saying. Well, Lord, how come they they can do this? And so I remember one weekend, it was one of those good weeks, right? I was reading, I was praying, you know, I was. I was in my car, boohooing, in my 2001 Chrysler 300 that was beat up from the feet up, as Pastor, as Apostle Jim Rayleigh would say, toe up from the float. I mean, it was beat up; like handles was broken off, everything, man. But I was in that driver's seat. Oh, Jesus! And I remember, I was. It was a good week, and all of a sudden, one of the first instances where I felt the Lord begin to speak to my heart, He said, "Caleb, I'm not your mistress." And so in one moment, I realized the only times I would go to him is when I needed something from him. And I would use him as my Christian crutch to keep up appearances on Sundays because, you know, mama and daddy, you know, I, I couldn't as a, as a pastor's kid, if you, if you've never been a pastor's kid, then let me help you out on Sundays, you had to keep up appearances. And then on Monday night, there was fellowship. And then on Tuesday night, there was prayer meeting. And then on Wednesday, you had church again. And on Thursday night, you had to go see about the elders and then, and then the widows and everybody else. And then on Friday, you was probably in some kind of a revival so you you had to keep up appearances and so I would try to do enough to be holy enough for my family and my church family but whenever it came time to turn up on the weekend pastor Caleb was didn't want anything to do with religion and so if I can encourage each and every single one of us With anything today, this is not the time or the season to walk around not knowing who we are and not knowing whose we are. And this is what I want to get to. For the next few moments, I want to minister to you. Are you a fan of his or are you a follower of his? The dictionary defines a fan as an enthusiastic admirer. Listen, I, I I want to say what I'm getting ready to say. And for the next few moments, I promise you, I'm going to get to some good stuff. But I, by the spirit and the unction of the Lord, I promise you that everything that God has, has written down here has been vetted this whole week. And I've asked him, Lord, help me not to say this. But if I have to say it, let me say it with grace. And if I can just be honest and forward with you for just a few moments. We've got a church with plenty of fans, but not enough followers where are the sold out ones wild ones just coming up are you just wild once one time a year or is this is, is it like a cyclical thing young people or is it 365 24 7 wild ones where are those who are supposed to be set apart for such a time as this And so church, if I can just be forward with you and candid with you, is not a place for you and I to come and be entertained, but a place for us to entertain the spirit of the living God. And so I'm afraid that the modern day church today has created places of worship to come and be entertained as if it's some side circus show to where you can pull your seat up, put the popcorn out, and see what the church can do for you and so we've got churches today watch this pastor just said it we've got churches today running themselves ragged trying to keep up with culture to keep you engaged we've got movie night we've got this class we've got this class we've got this class and we've got this class and guess what historically historically if you count the numbers it's all pretty low so while the church world is being engaged by culture the church is crying out and saying, I can't do anymore. I'm, I've expanded all that, I've, all that I could expand it." And then you wonder why Asc- uh, Ascension Youth doesn't have all the volunteers that they have. And then you wonder why it takes an arm and a leg to get people to volunteer for Hope Kids. And then you wonder why on a prayer night, when it's more empty on a prayer night than it is at the local McDonald's. And so we wonder why. In this season, we have worship without any anointing. Pastors that are dropping off who are tired and spent because they are trying to please people instead of pleasing the Lord. And the culture says, I need you to please me before you please the Lord. We not only have pastors who are just dropping off tired and spent from years and years of ministry. We've got extramarital affairs and perverted spirits roaming around having free reign in churches again. Pastors and people shacking up in backroom meetings. You know what I'm saying. And and all of this is leading to a lack of earnest moves of God. And so it's because the current culture has demanded that churches become a place of entertainment, instead of a place of entertaining. Don't hold me too long, or else I won't give. Don't talk about certain things or I may leave you." Oh, the prophet, Pastor Amanda is up. Let me see what she's got about to do next. Let me let me just let me just pull it up and see what next trick she can she can you know she can come out. Oh Pastor Aaron, he's getting excited again. I better not leave just yet because ooh, I like it whenever he runs and I like it whenever he jumps and everything else. And instead of getting delivered, you're you're sitting there looking at an emotion or a feeling whenever he's not dancing, just so that you can look at him. He's dancing so that hopefully you can be delivered as well. That's good. That's good. I promise you. I do not sweat five gallon buckets because it's fun on Sundays. I sweat because I know that there's an adversary that if we don't come in here and do what God has called us to do, that there is an army that is on the opposite side, that is working double time than what the church is seemingly. But I prophesy in this day and in this hour, the church of the living God is about to rise up as a remnant, and there will not be an army, there will not be a sickness, there will not be laziness, there will not be anxiety or fear that will hold a true church back from having a real move of him furthermore everybody in this room would say i want a real move but here's the thing is you can't handle it enough to sustain it you want brownsville guess what they did In the wee wee hours of the morning, one, two, three o'clock, then go back to work and then do it again. You see, that's the thing is we cry and we moan and we gripe and complain. Well, they're not doing this and they're not doing this. Well, the reason is, is God is saying why I need to expand you is because if we're going to have a move and if we're going to be here till two or three in the morning, then I've got to get you to a place where you can sustain it instead of gripe about it. Watch this or people come up for the altar calls and instead of getting breakthrough through their faith they walk away unchanged because Pastor Aaron wasn't the one that prayed for him. Or because Pastor Amanda wasn't the one that prayed for him. Or because Elder Jeff didn't pray for him. Or because or because the head of the prayer team didn't pray for him. Can I tell you that if the altar call was called. I promise you if the anointing is on him. He's going to lay hands on you. If the anointing is on Pastor Amanda. Then she's going to lay hands on you. But if the altar call has been called. And the prayer team and the elders of the church. Have been called forth. If you come with your faith. You'll leave with a miracle oh here's my favorite one or instead of interacting or interceding to an altar call we cross our arms and say I'm just going to wait for the next cool thing to happen oh well that person fell out hopefully their skirt didn't fall up or I'm more concerned if somebody put a holy cloth on them instead of me getting my breakthrough, oh well, you know, this person didn't get a, you know, a holy paper towel on them today. Man, God forbid we didn't have good church today. And so, listen, I'm all for cutting a rug. But God is calling his church to grow up and expand. I prophesy the season of the milk is over and if you're going to make it in this next season whenever there's recession staring at you and you don't know where your next paycheck is going to come from the only way that you're going to make it baby is by eating of the true word of the living God and what you've got to find yourself doing is you've got to tip the water over and you've got to say Lord I surrender myself underneath the spout where the glory comes out I'm tired of just the milk but I need something I need something that's going to shift my culture I need something that's going to keep me wild instead of one time a year I need something that's going to keep me instead of going from conference to conference wondering why I'm losing wondering why I'm doing this no you've got to start eating we've had enough diets in 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 the in the local church it's time to eat it's time to eat, honey. Go ahead and buy the bigger pants. Go ahead and buy the bigger shirt. Go ahead and just say, listen, I'm about to make room. I'm about to make room. No, this ain't the salad season. This ain't the this ain't the appetizer season. No, this is the steak and potato season. This is the this is the day and the hour. I'm not settling for a chicken salad. I'm not settling for a sandwich. Give me the steak and potatoes. Because in the season that the salad sustained me, I'm now in a season where it's gotta be. It's got to be the meat of him, the bread of him that will see me through. And so, it's time, as Pastor Aaron said, it's time to reach, it's time to stretch out, it's time to launch out to the deep. Watch this, expansion will always expose the fans from the follower. Help me preach, Lord. We must take back our churches in our church services again. And it's time for us to entertain. Meaning to host the spirit of God again. It's time for us to entertain his presence. Holy Spirit what would you want to do in this room today? Holy Spirit what would you have to say in this place today? Do you want to start with an altar call? Or do you want to finish with one? Does somebody need healing at the beginning of service? Maybe healing's going to start through the greeter. Maybe healing's going to start through the fit team. I don't care where you start. I just want to be a part of it. And it's time for us to crucify and silence the spirit of being a fan. And it's time to become his follower again. Watch this. John 6. It's the perfect description. There's, I believe there's 70 odd scriptures there. I promise you will not read it. Um, let me give you a synopsis of what this is. John 6. Jesus feeds the 5,000. People already confirmed it today. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Jesus feeds the 5,000. People see the miracle that he's done with the loaves and the fishes, and now they're enamored with him because of the miracle he just performed. Everybody good? Everybody with me? Jesus leads the disciples because the, 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 what they were actually wanting is they were wanting him to be king before it was his time. And what Jesus is, was, was saying to them, through, uh, the, the, uh, you're going to have to read the context clues here. And the reason why Jesus left in the moment was because he's saying, you don't have the authority to make me king, but there's getting ready to be a day that I'm about to lay my life down. And then one day I will be become the king of kings and the Lord of lords, but you can't do it. And so Jesus leaves and watch this. The disciples, uh, uh, the disciples Get, they get caught up in a storm. Jesus walks on water. And I love this because it says immediately he translated them to the next side. That's a miracle right there. People just for, people forget about that miracle. They just, well, well you know, it, it is what it is. Watch this. The same crowd that Jesus just fed has now caught up with him in Capernaum. Asking him to do more miracles. And so, Jesus rebukes him because they want the bread that will fill a natural need, but they don't want the bread that will fill an eternal need. I come to tell you today, every time that we step foot in this room, we've got to quit looking for things that will feel the natural and just touch us on the outside. But I need the bread of life to touch me someplace deep on the inside where there's roots that want to try to take hold of my life. There's a bread and there's a body that was given for me. It wasn't broken, but there was a body that was given so that I may have everlasting life. Jesus, watch this. So he rebukes them. He said, you just want me because I showed you something cool. You don't want me because I am that I am. So watch this. The Bible says that those people and, watch this, disciples, people that were already a part of his ministry, not the 12, let me clarify, not the 12, but people that were already a part of his ministry walked away from him. So what does Jesus do? In his righteous indignation, he looks at his 12, and he goes, are you about to leave as well? Watch this. Peter says, Lord, to whom, where where will we go? I prophesy. These are the days of to Lord whom shall we go? in a day where there's shortage after shortage after you wonder why there's a shortage in the natural it's because God is trying to get your mind and focusing that where there's shortages in the natural there's a well that I am that I am that I am and when Jesus was at the woman and he met the woman at the well he said if you knew who I was you wouldn't be I wouldn't be asking you for a drink you would be asking me for a drink and I come to encourage the church today are you coming Because you want your outside touch but your inside left alone. And so these are the days of the followers and not the fan. I'm going to move. Jesus appeared to 500 fans of his. But only 120 made followed him to an upper room. Seven sons of Sceva were fans of what the power of God could do. But didn't possess enough of God's spirit and power to follow through with overcoming a demon. Watch this. Fans create fires. Followers possess the fire. I'm gonna say it again, fans know how to create fires. They know how to create little wildfires, but true followers know how to possess the fire. True followers know how to cast out a devil. True followers know how to walk, live in him. I move and I live and I have my being. Watch this. You can start a fire, but can you sustain? You can be on fire on one Sunday. But whenever all of hell comes against you throughout the week, where's that sustaining power on the next Sunday? Where's your praise? Listen, I know we go through things, and I know we ste- we're, we're stepping into some uncharted territory here. But what I come to encourage you today, that if you can follow him, he will teach you how to sustain his spirit and his fire. It's easy for people to start one. It's easy for people to start a prayer meeting. But can you sustain one? It's easy for people to start a revival, but can we sustain one? And so watch this. A follower is one in the service of another. Everybody good? One in the service of another. One that follows the opinions or teachings of another. One that imitates another. A follower is not a here today and gone tomorrow type of person. A follower... That wasn't barbecue chips that time a follower may look like three hebrew children in the midst of the fire a follower may look like a joseph in the midst of a pit whose family just betrayed him a follower may look like a Joshua commanding the sun to stand still in the midst of the sky. I need some help right here. A follower looks like an Elijah standing against a Jezebel and the prophets of Baal and calling down fire in the midst of famine. A follower looks like a David in the front of the Goliath. A follower looks like a woman with an issue of blood pressing her way to her miracle. A follower looks like a blind Bartimaeus that when everybody else is saying to shut up, he's crying out in this. a follower looks like 120 in an upper room a follower looks like Peter's shadow healing the sick a follower a follower looks like Peter imparting the Holy Ghost to Cornelius's house and his whole house gets saved and filled with the Holy Ghost a follower looks like a Stephen preaching in the midst of a stoning a follower looks like a Saul to Paul conversion a follower looks like a Paul shaking off a snake and saving a whole island a follower is a John on the island of Patmos Upon many other instances of followers in him, a follower will have access to things that fans won't have access to and I come to encourage you that it's time to be his follower and not his fan. following Jesus is going to cost you everything you'll give up things that you never would have thought that you would have given up. you'll lay down things that you never that you said that you would never ever lay down. but for those who follow God, you're about to possess an oil that fans cannot buy. Po- I said for those who are going to follow him in this season you're about to possess an oil that a fan can't buy watch this you want to know why they can't buy it because in the kingdom you can't pay for an oil from an olive that hasn't yet been crushed what am I saying I'm saying you can't possess what you're not willing to go through I don't make anybody shout because because that means you're saying pastor Caleb I've got to go through something to possess an anointing yeah because show me in scripture where somebody just suddenly attained an anointing no there's going to be seasons there's going to be things there's going to be circumstances there's going to be problems that's going to come up the church has got to get the mindset in this hour where they look at every fan and by the Holy Spirit, say, you can't buy what, I, what I've been crushed through. You can't buy what I've been crushed through. You don't know the tears that I cried. You don't know the nights that I stayed awake. And I'm not trying to play to your emotions. But what I'm coming to tell you today and encourage you that everything that you go through in this life is not just because. <laughs> Let's get there. Everybody good. Watch this, fans want to be close enough to Jesus to be associated with him. They want to be close enough to get the benefits, but not too close. Fans want to follow close enough until it requires sacrifice. Oh, Jesus. Pastor Ann won't ever let me preach again. Then, when following, watch this, then when following requires commitment and responsibility, poof, they're gone. Fans only want to be committed when it's convenient for them. Well, what, is, what, what will I get out of this? What's in it for me? How much money will I make off of this? How big is the platform? Uh, or how many people is going to be in attendance today? Oh, uh, well, I'm just going to judge, you know, uh, you know my this, that, and the other. Uh, what? Follows, followers will be committed when there's convenience for everyone else but them. Lord, I don't know why I'm in this trial, but to God, Be the glory to God, be the glory. Man, I wish I had to. To God, be the glory. If I could shout and preach and sing at the same time, I would try. But I can't. Lord, I haven't seen the promise yet, but God... I know that you're still faithful Lord you know this season has been tough but thank you for keeping me and being faithful in spite of what I'm facing and you can easily tell if you're a fan or a follower by your lingo and what comes out of your mouth (laughs) James 3 and 10 with the tongue we praise our Lord and Father and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness verse 10 out of the same mouth come praise and cursing my brothers and sisters this should not be And as I was studying, I came across a minister who ministered a similar word to this. And he said this, it is almost universally true that people are more attracted to material things than spiritual things. Watch. A sign that says free money and free food will get a bigger crowd than one that says spiritual fulfillment and eternal life. I'm not saying that you don't feed the lost. I'm not saying that you don't feed the hungry. But whenever there's got to be other things to get us here, we've got to go back to the start, church. We've got to examine why am I coming in the first place? Am I coming to be entertained or am I coming to entertain? Am I coming to host him? And guess what? What happens is, is whenever you host him, Somebody in your role starts to host him. Then, then, then everybody in, in your section begins to host him. And then whenever the whole church begins to host him, revival can take place. And so I'm not here today to preach you some holier-than-thou sermon that you can't have things and that you can't enjoy life. Watch this. God doesn't care if you have things. He cares if things have you. And if we only truly are going to follow, and if we're truly going to follow after God and steward his church in these last days, then it's time for us to grow, and we've got to expand. We've got to reach. It's not going to be enough just to be enamored with God. We've got to be engaged with him. Where he goes, that's where I've got to go. Where he leads me, I've got to follow him. What he wants to do, we surrender and give up full control. I've got to preach right here. Watch this. I come today to tell you in this season of expansion. As you follow closely to God and as you let go of just being a fan of his the mountains are gonna rise The problems will come the Giants will taunt you and the winds will blow and just because you choose to follow God Don't be so naive to think for a moment that there won't be any more pain But baby the pain is gonna come but the pain is just an indicator that your promise is next in line i said your pain of what you're facing now is just an indicator of what's getting ready to hit your house what am i saying to you psalm 30 and 5 weeping endures for a night somebody help me in this room but joy comes in the morning john 16 33 i've told you these things so that in me you're going to have peace in this world you will have trouble but take heart because i have overcome oh. Oh, there he is. John 16 21 a woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come but when her baby is born she forgets the anguish because of her joy that is that a child is just born into the world some of you in this room have been in some seasons of pain some of you have endured some seasons of grief some of you have endured some seasons of hurt some of you have lived through seasons of doubt but I've come today to tell you that it's time to push I just like the mom above your and your despair in this season of expansion is about to give way to praise and promise so let me just pick up where pastor Aaron left off last week it's time to stretch it's time to expand it's time to reach an expecting mother is never going to look back and regret the things she was hoping and trying for she's going to say um excuse me people in the room I'm about to birth this thing I said excuse me people in the room um I'm sorry I'm 72 months pregnant my back hurts my hips hurt I'm pregnant with promise i'm about to birth this thing oh what i'm telling you is you better look at somebody in your row what you thought was a church room you stepped into a birthing room today because i come to encourage you this is the season your pain is about to birth your promise your pain is about to birth your next what you've been going through what you've been fighting through what you've been staying up in the middle of the night battling in prayer it's about to be your next miracle So I need some of you in this room to tell your neighbor, say, give me some space and get out of my way because I'm about to birth this thing. Tell them, get out of the way. Some of you have lived in this pain for too long and it's time to step into your promise. Someone needs to tell that fear, I've felt you long enough, I'm about to give birth to some faith. Somebody needs to tell your neighbor and tell sickness, I've been sick long enough, get out of my way i'm about to birth my hit i'm about to birth my miracle i'm about to birth my breakthrough it's going to get messy it's going to get a little bloody but breakthrough and so as a follower it's time to adjust our thinking that when the pain comes When the winds blow when the things all around me are shaking and disturbed it's not a sign for me to give up can i encourage you as the saints of god this morning that your pain your trial your circumstance your sickness is just the starting point of your next breakthrough and i'm telling you god is not going to expand you and leave you in pain god is about to expand you use you and then bless you there's purpose in this pain baby there's purpose in this trial there's purpose it's hard to see it now i can't feel it but when i can't feel i've got a hebrews 11 and 1. now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen what i need you to do is i need your faith to see the evidence of what your feelings can't feel and you you thought god was just going to waste this trial don't you know that you serve god almighty the master potter and he never lets a good piece of clay go to waste Be seated, be seated, be seated. I'm almost done. A good potter can take the dried out pieces. A good potter understands oh, thank you, Holy Spirit, that the excess is access to another pot. That my excess is not trash. My excess. It's not just leftovers for me to leave to the wayside. But a good partner understands that where there's excess, all I gotta do is pour a little water on it and begin to reshape it and reform it. What am I saying? I'm saying in this season, what the enemy has tried to say, that your messes and your mess-ups and your mishaps, God can't use them. But I call the devil on his bluff because he's about to take your messes. He's about to take your pain. He's about to take your mishaps and he's about to pour his Holy Spirit on it. He's about to reshape you. He's about to reform you, and you're going to step in. Look at your neighbor and say, you're about to step in. Come on, courage, Street people around you, tell them you're about to step in come on encourage somebody encourage somebody right now I need your help right now tell them you're about to birth it you're about to birth it look at somebody and say you're real pregnant today you're real pregnant today look at somebody and say you've been carrying that long enough you've been carrying that pain you've been carrying that sickness you've been carrying that ailment this is the season of not limping this is the season of leaping and we prophesy in the name of Jesus I'm about to give birth to my next I'm about to step in I'm about to step in to what God said is mine. And so, Pastor Amanda prophesied it last week. In this season, God will recycle and he'll use what others said is unusable. Now I need you to stand. I'm going to need your help right here because now it's not a time to be a fan it's a time to be a follower and I need some people to tell your fans the ones who have been waiting for on you to give up the ones who have been waiting for you to curl up and die the ones talking about you some of you need to tell your fans right now look your situation in the face and you need to tell them you wanted to show well baby get ready this motion picture is getting ready to get started grab your popcorn pull your seat up because you're about to see god's next breakthrough in my li- no you missed it i need somebody to tell those fans the people that said that it would never happen i'm saying look at your family history and what your family history said look at your family history and say this is not my promise this is not my breakthrough this is not my next miracle somebody look at your fan and tell them get ready because i'm about to shift to no you ain't praising them good enough If you were a follower and you understood this word, then you would understand that the hell that you've been fighting is not for naught. God's about to shift it for your next miracle. you're about to see it 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 come and see a man who told me everything that was about my life some of you in this room need to tell your fans come and see come and see the pain is not the final the pain is not the final word I'm going to shout for myself for just about 20 seconds. I'm sorry for every fan that said I wouldn't make it, for every person that said I wouldn't make it, for my family history that said I wouldn't amount to nothing, for the spirit of perversion that said it would keep me bound up. Excuse me for about 20 seconds. I come to let every devil know you tried and you failed. You tried and you lost again but the pain that I'm feeling, the trial that I'm going through, it's not for naught. It's an indicator of my next miracle. You can look at me if you want to. You can be a fan if you want to, or you can dance because some of you know that in this season of pain, What I'm feeling is not final. 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 The doctor's report is not final i'm about to tell the fans of every doctor report that said it was impossible it's about to be possible let me introduce you to my jesus j-e-s-u-s he is the king of kings and he's the lord of lords and there's no doctor report of cancer i'm about to introduce my circumstance to the one I'm in covenant with I'm about to introduce my trial to my testimony I'm about to introduce my mess into my message and what god and what the enemy meant for evil there's a turnaround i prophesy in this room right now and if i were you i wouldn't stand still if you've been experiencing pain if you've been experiencing sickness i would turn shift and step into your next it's time to shout in the midst of your trial it's time to dance in the midst of your pain it's time to clap in the face of your enemy it's time to run skip jump your pain is not the end it's just the beginning of something greater getting ready to take place come on lift your hands and just open your mouth for about 30 seconds come on come on come on come on shift it shift it shifted shifted some of you have been stuck in pain for too long it's time to birth it's time to birth it's time to birth your promise it's time for you to birth it's time for you to birth you've been stuck in pain you've been experiencing the pain of this thing for way too long some of you are 10 11 12 13 months pregnant and you're holding on because you're scared i bind the spirit of fear because there is no fear in the kingdom of god because perfect love has cast out fear come on don't look at me don't look at me fans are waiting for the next fans are waiting for something next to happen followers will say Lord I don't know what's getting ready to happen but I know you're getting ready to shift something in my life Lord I don't know what's getting ready to take place but I'm shifting from pain to promise I'm shifting from willingness to wonder I'm shifting from miracles to miraculous Your pain. Your circumstance. Heather McLean, your the death is not the end. It's just the beginning of something greater getting ready to take place. Watch this. Jesus says, follow me 13 times in the New Testament. 13 in the Bible is the number for rebellion. I can count, actually I can't. I can't count on both my hands and my toes. How many times Pastor Aaron has screamed, danced, shouted, it's time for a righteous rebellion. This word today just confirmed it. He told his disciples in the New Testament 13 times. He wasn't telling them to be rebellious, to act like hellions. Here's what he said, in order for you to be a follower of God, you must be a righteous rebel of His. You must rebel against everything that wants to make you a fan. You must rebel against everything that is contradictory to God's word. What does that mean? That means break up with every mindset that says anything but healing. Come on where my faith people at come on where's where's my faith people at i'm talking about if it says anything other thank you doctor i appreciate your diagnosis but my that diagnosis is about to turn into destiny for my life because my destiny is not to be sick my destiny is not to be bound up but the god that i serve holds the powers of death hell and the grave and he did not take 39 stripes on his back so I could sit in your doctor's office but this is about to be a testimony of who my God is let me introduce you some of you this week need to look at your circumstance and your situation and say let me introduce you you want to know why your fear keeps coming back it's because you haven't introduced it to the God that you serve You want to know why we stay anxious in bed at nighttime? It's because we haven't introduced the anxiety the enemy will try to trap our minds with to the God that we serve. Why? What does the scripture say? My people perish for lack. And I can't tell my circumstance what I don't I can't tell sickness to be healed if I don't know a lick of of healing scripture I can't tell my finances to line up if I don't steward what God has entrusted me with what am I saying you want to be debt-free start spending your money better and watch what happens because the Bible says faith without works is dead I just gave some of you prophetic nugget for 2023. You want to be debt free? Guess what? I. This is what the Lord spoke to Courtney and I at the beginning of this year. For about this five years that we've been here, I've asked the Lord at the beginning of every year, Lord, I want to be debt free. I want to be debt free, and somehow I've we've accrued more debt. I'm like, Lord, what is the problem? I give, you know, what's the issue? Beginning of the year, he told me, Faith without works is dead. It's not the working of my hands, it's the stewarding of what he's entrusted me with. Prayer team, I want you to come. Here's where the rubber meets the road. Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Yeah, prayer team, come on. You're not going to hinder anything. Come on. Elders, pastors, whoever. Everybody, bring the, bring the whole squad. Let's a squad up in this room. Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven only those who actually do the will of my father in heaven will enter on judgment day many will say to me Lord Lord we prophesied in your name we cast out demons in your name and we even performed many miracles in your name but the Lord says I will reply I never knew you Get away from me, you who break God's laws. And see, you can fool me and you can fool everyone around you. You can fake it, but I'm sorry to tell you in this in this day and in this time, you won't make it. You will expend yourself trying to fake it, and you will get tired and you will get weary. You will get so tired of putting a face on now watch this you either get so tired of being a fake that you will leave the church or you'll get so tired of being a fake that you will hear the conviction power that is in this altar call right now and you will say Lord I'm tired of being a fan I want to follow you well Pastor Caleb I hear you but it's not that big of a deal we got grace so we're good yeah we've got grace let me help you grace isn't abundant because you sin grace is abundant if you sin there's a difference one you made a mistake and you repent of it and you live a life trying to do all you can with the help of Jesus and the Holy Spirit that's in you to not do it again this is why grace has been made available the other all the grace people out there if I can just be so bold to say you just want to justify your actions and I say that with all the love that's on the inside of me because I I was there I tried to justify my drinking I tried to justify my laying around with other people that I shouldn't have been I tried to justify every single addiction to take the edge off but can I tell you the Holy Spirit and the God that you serve is not Tylenol he's not there to just take the edge off he's there to deliver you he's there to set you free and today my encouragement to you I admonish you to urge with every head bowed and every eye closed I want to encourage every single person in this room you see in Romans it says what shall we say then shall we continue in sin that grace may abound certainly not how shall we who died to sin live any longer in it some of you in here today are tired of being a fan there's some of you who have followed God and maybe for a season you've stepped away but you're ready to return can I tell you this altar is not a place of judgment but this altar is a place of justification that where the enemy would want to condemn you where the enemy would want to try to keep you trapped up You can have healing in this place today. Some of you in this room, and I feel this strongly for a lot of people in here. Some of you, God has been expanding you in this past season. And you've wondered why the pain has come. And you've wondered, you know, Lord, why I give, I tithe, I give of my time, I give of my efforts, I give of myself. Why am I going through this? If that's you in this room here in just a second I feel the word of the Lord to tell you God is about to shift your pain into promise I said it earlier in the service God is not going to expand you and just leave you in pain a mother does not go through nine months of pregnancy just to expand 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 and just stay that way there comes a moment where something has to give birth can I tell you today something is about to give birth You're about to give birth to your promise. I feel that for a lot of people in this room today. You've been wondering, Lord, is 2023 my year? I'm I'm nervous. I, I was scared to step into this year because you've been carrying the pain. You've been carrying the weight for too long, and the Lord says it's time to birth it today. Today is the day God is calling you to follow him and not just be a fan of him. Jesus didn't tell his disciples to follow him so that he could have his own personal cheering section. Watch this, John 14 and 12. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. I want you to hear the spirit of the Lord today because the Lord is not asking you, I get it, we're we're here to worship all of that. We're going to do all of that. the Lord is saying I want you to be a follower of me and I know that the days ahead may look scary and I know that you may not understand why you don't have the baby yet or you you don't understand why you don't have the breakthrough yet or you don't understand why you're enduring the the pain of a lost loved one but I'm telling you by the power of the Holy Spirit that I feel in this room something is getting ready to change. We hope you enjoyed this word. If you would like to hear more messages like this one, please take a second and click the subscribe button. And for more information on our ministry, please visit us at rhctn.com.